BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team ever. It's him. It is him. He is the one with many a moniker. It's DPP. It's good to be on the fast lane road to WrestleMania, my friend. <laughs> Let me start to tell you folks before we get going. DP actually and I were at fast lane in Milwaukee when Goldberg won. And, uh, the thing they did is they fucked up because they flashed Jericho's Titantron right before the match, and it kind of ruined it for me. But anyway, something that won't ruin your day, he's funky, he's fresh, and he's oh such a trivia trickster. He's AJ Belaz. I don't know, because I feel like every time that we do trivia, I always somehow ruin your day. No, no, no. It's it's all part of the show, my friend. It's all part of DWI. <laughs> and we are very much privileged to have a special guest here on episode 266 a major, major contributor to the Chairshot Radio Network, and, and we're happy to, to work with him and get him on the show here on DWI Podcast. He's the one and only Darren Mags Kirkby. Darren, thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to get you on the DWI Podcast. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. It took me a year in probation at Chairshot to finally get on, on this show. Uh, so proud of myself. <laughs> Let me tell you, this show doesn't lack guests because you, you need to be on probation. It's really just a laziness <laughs> on the part of DP, AJ, and I. We're all usually ready about the same time. And since you're across the pond, it works out because it's the afternoon for you. We get started early on Friday. So welcome aboard. Yeah, so like I said, it's great to be here. Uh, excited to talk about some really important fast lane. Yes, see, we're going to have a good time today. I can feel it already. Hey, before we get going, everybody, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. It makes a great present as well, I guarantee it. And the chairshot.com, head on over there. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment. Always use your head. Mags, before we get going here, I want you to let everybody know what you got going on on your side of the pond and everything you're doing because you put out a lot of great quality content. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, that's part of the brand. Yeah, my stuff is all over from, uh, I run the real gamut of, of sports. I do uh, a podcast called Radio Techers uh, with uh, Tanner 
and that's about UK or European football rather than uh, hand eggers as as you guys over the pond play. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the Premier League. I, I like I like watching footy over there. I'm an Arsenal fan. DP I think is Man a Man City. City guy. Yes, sir. Wow. So I mean, ask Paul Burnley. So I can't call anybody's football likes. Uh, but on the chair shot specifically, I have a podcast uh, called Badlands where me and um, uh, my uh, tag team partner, Paul, we discuss uh, the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. We have a different topic every week and a different guest. And uh, we thrash out uh, the very best and very worst of, of wrestling. Uh, and then the other podcast I do for chair shot is called Five Rounds where me and my son, Carlos, who is the, the British Arco, uh, uh champion, we uh, review uh, UFC pay-per-views and, and all the, the goings-on in the MMA world. I have two questions basically related to five rounds. Let everybody know how well your son is doing right now. Brag for a little bit. Be a, be a proud father. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to hear it. I want to hear all the accomplishments. So does everybody yes. else. So he's 23. Um, and he has been into MMA since he could say the words MMA. Uh, he trains at the same uh, 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 centre that Michael Bisping trained at. Um, he we he won the British Arcos uh, late, uh, middle last year, uh, but obviously with COVID happening, uh, he was meant to go to the Worlds in Poland in October, uh, but unfortunately that's now been cancelled. But uh, He's yeah. He was going to uh, take on the Russians and the Germans who are who are outstanding in the the subscribe category, which uh, Carl is in. Uh, he won the 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 gold medal uh, with a a sixteen second uh, flying um, crucifix, uh, which was just so so good. Yeah, he's absolutely brutal. Uh, but yeah, he's he's going to be. Uh, a big hitter in in MMA very very soon. As soon as COVID's over, yeah, he's going to be hitting the ground running. Is he working on his Anthony Pettis uh, jump off the cage kick? Because that's my guy from around <laughs> here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, Pettis is 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 the man. Uh, he's not quite as flashy as that. He's more into his uh, ground game and his grappling. Uh, but he does hit like a, a steam train uh, when he gets the opportunity. So. Yeah, he's very, very well-rounded, and yeah, I can't wait to see how, how far he takes it. I think we're all looking forward to that. While we're talking MMA, I got two quick, well, just a, just a real brief conversation here. Uh, Nurmaga Madoff decided to make it official, even posted a picture of Dana White, right? He's officially retired, so we're going to get Oliveira and Chandler. What do, you, what do you think of that? Oh, that's a that's a good fight. Uh, Oliveira's always been one of my favorite fighters, just never been able to kind of get over that, that last hump. Uh, always been like almost a gatekeeper, uh, but this last uh, eighteen months, two years, he, he's really kind of like uh, just he's just been a killer. Uh, and Michael Chandler could not have made a better statement in the in the UFC than he did, and uh, came in and just destroyed uh, Dan Hooker. So yeah, it's a, a fight I'm really excited to to uh, to see. Uh, I'm a bit. Um, I'm a bit sad for for uh, Habib going out the way he did with his uh, with his dad dying and and stuff like that. Uh, then being pressured to to keep uh, fighting by Dana, uh, but he's he's done exactly what he wanted to do. He went out exactly when he wanted to do on top, unbeaten. Uh, fair play to him. He'll, he'll go down as uh, one of the greatest to ever do it. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that maybe someday he would fight again. But for now, it looks like he's focusing on coaching his brother. And then I can't, I'm trying to think who else is in his camp. Murkachev or something, I believe is his last name. Just fought on the last fight night. I can't remember his last name. One by submission. Yeah, he's got uh, loads and loads of uh, those Dagestani fighters. Um, uh, Magomed Sharapov's in his team, I think. Um, Yeah. uh, Magaved, uh, Magavedov is also in his team. Uh, his cousins, obviously, uh, Umar's just signed for for UFC. Um, I think he's got his own promotion that's actually based in Dagestan, and he's in talks with UFC to get that on fire. Pass so, uh, yeah, yeah. The the uh, Nurmagomedov legacy is definitely going to live on uh, for a long, long time, and I think he'll be back fighting. I think he just he's got no one else to beat in that division. Um, everyone else, it would just be padding for his numbers, and I think he would want if he has one more fight, it would have to be a legacy fight, like a huge name. Um, perhaps a, a Connor uh, two fight would be on the cards, um, but yeah, we'll see. 
Last thing here for you, MMA. We got a big fight this weekend. Uh, Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland, both on on some pretty decent winning streaks here. Maybe two of the hottest guys in that division. What do you What do you see here? Oh, Jesus! I, I just shared a video on Twitter today of of Kevin Holland and the way he just talks smack in the octagon to people. The guy is a is brilliant. If it wasn't for uh, twenty twenty being the year of uh, of Chimiev. Uh, Kevin Holland would have been MVP, having four fights in in five months, winning all four, really stamping his name down as as a as a, a contender in that division. Um, it's a it's a tough fight, um, but I think Kevin Holland comes out on top. All right, all right. I know Derek Brunson on that. He, his last two losses are to Adesanya and Souza. So I mean, but the thing is, you got Holland. Who, one of his biggest wins is going out and beating Jakari Souza. So yeah, I mean, big big Off fight this weekend. Knockout right. off his back, which is just absolutely stunning. It's going to be a fun fight. It's going to be a fun fight. Hey, Megs, before we get into the podcast here and, and, and talk all this fun, fun, fastling talk, let everybody know where they can find you on social media so they can listen to you even more. Okay, so I only I only dabble in the, the Twitters. I'm not a, a big social media guy. All that Facebook, TikTok garbage is... I'm too old for that shit. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at DAJ Kirby. I'm usually getting into a, a debate or an argument with someone over wrestling. News again, blocked. Uh, but yeah, come and, uh, come and join the fun. It's fun to see me having a debate. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. Check them out, folks. All right, DP, let's let everybody know what's happening on episode 266 of the DWI podcast. Well, well. We're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Yeah, Angels, my angels. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about fast lane. We're going to run it down. Before that, I have a special topic that we'll go to briefly. After that, Mags is going to get to get his feet wet and dip his toes into the pool that we call tricky, funky, oh so fresh trickster trivia, and. We're going to have a last call where Peyton Manning will call a play and we'll make an audible of our own. DP, ring the bell. All right, before Fastlane, I know DP and AJ have not watched this. I would imagine you have, Mags, but I, I won't feel bad if you didn't. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, put on one hell of a fight at the end of AEW this week. I mean, I'm a Mick Foley mark for my entire wrestling fandom uh dp can attest to that having known me for as long as we've known each other and for him to go on social media and give it the thumbs up is pretty much the stamp of approval from the godfather of making these hardcore matches and making them entertaining so while i am very much willing to give my opinion when something i don't like is there i'm also going to give my opinion when something i do like is there and shout out to Britt baker because i have not been high on her in running action and what her and Thunderosa did was phenomenal. Everything they used made sense. It wasn't just like there to be there. It, it made sense to make this an epic, epic women's match. And I'm so happy for Thunderosa and proud of the fact that she is a friend of the show and we've been able to talk to her for so many times. And she's she's always kept that line of communication open with me. So congratulations to her. I'm freaking thrilled. Mags, you watched this match? I certainly did. Thought it was outstanding. Um, potentially AEW's best match, uh, at, at least of this year, maybe ever. Um, yeah, it was it was so so good, and and it was cool that the women got to to main event as well. Uh, that's been a real bugbear for for me with AEW. I'm I'm kind of like you, where if something hits the mark, me, I'll I'll shout it from the rooftops. But on the the flip side, if I don't like something or it, it, it uh, just doesn't work for me, I'll I'll call it out, and that's what usually gets me into trouble on wrestling Twitter. But with this, uh, I think the, this match undid a lot of the 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 bad karma that AW have had with the women's division. It was so well done. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. No hardcore match really does go perfect. You've really got to uh, roll with the punches. I, I remember there was a spot uh, with the ladder uh, that didn't just quite go right, but props to Thunder Rosa and Britt. Uh, they brought it. They absolutely brought it. Uh, Britt, as has used this time off that she had with injury to really kind of nail her character work down. 
uh, and it's now starting to match uh, with the in-ring work. It was uh, so well done, a really well-told story, uh, so passionate from Thunder Rosa at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I loved every second of it. That's exciting to hear that. I'm looking forward to watching it. I know I, this whole week I didn't get a, a lot of opportunities to watch wrestling uh, this week, but that sounds amazing. I am definitely excited that AEW um, putting some focus on the women's division because, like you said, Mags, that the women's division has been lacking quite a bit since it started, and it hasn't really gotten off its you know off the feet. And this sounds like it took it to a good level and started to give bring some attention to the women's division and it's awesome that they got to finally kind of main event a show as well so that's really exciting i'm i'm definitely looking forward to watching that yeah uh definitely gonna watch it too since i've had a busy week this week but i mean i was gonna watch it regardless because it had thunder on it and we all know our opinion on the aw women's division like you said dp where a lot of the times we poo poo it but seeing that they actually a main evented b had a great match and see everyone apparently loves it this is definitely a must watch for everybody who watches wrestling well i think we have all agreed that if you've watched it you you most definitely enjoyed it one way or another and if you haven't i think we've made a great point to do so all right let's talk about fast lane as much as we're dreading this um mags thanks for coming on and talking fast lane buddy this is exciting shit i mean Let's, I just want to go around the horn and what, what could have made this better? Because for me, and this is not our Omaha, this is just kind of thinking out loud. Like people say this is a pointless pay-per-view and I'm like, it's not, it really isn't. Just look at it like a, I don't know, look at like a Saturday night's main event then, you know, I mean, you're getting more wrestling, you know, anyway, I was just, I wish Christian was still around because I was so anticipating Edge and Christian versus Jey Uso and Roman Reigns here, but <laughs> I don't know. Anybody else have anything else they were looking forward to or could have made this better off the top of their head? For, for me, I, I understand your, your point about it not being um, an entirely waste, but when you're three weeks away from WrestleMania, uh, the, the whole focus should be on that show. Uh, and I don't, I just don't get the point of kind of strong arming another pay-per-view in Um just to to have the biggest show of the year three weeks later, and I'm from a time when uh, the build up from WrestleMania essentially was from the Rumble. So you had three months of these storylines kind of uh, ticking over and percolating, and, and now we're having the essentially the the biggest show in 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 the WWE calendar built on 21 days' notice. Yeah, I think I've, I've made my points about how much I don't like this pay per view being in this spot either. Uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, where I think but it came here and we went to it. But we're here, and I like the I like the idea. Of, you know, well, hey, when you get an opportunity to go to a pay per view in Milwaukee, it's uh, you got to take advantage because they don't come here that often. So, uh, it's just a looking at it more like a like if it was a Saturday Night's main event or if it was like a network special or something, I, I could like it a little bit more, you know, because you know for the most part titles aren't going to change hands. This is maybe like a last opportunity if they want to pull a Peyton Manning and call an Omaha, Omaha Audible that, like, hey, something we got to change something for the for, for Mania, okay. What if they had it on Saturday then instead of a Sunday to kind of differentiate? Because I, I agree with Megs at the point that it's three. Like, when I finally looked, this was a while ago, and looked forward to see the, the, the road to WrestleMania schedule and seeing the pay-per-view schedule, I was literally, I had to open up the calendar app on my phone and make sure that I was pretty darn sure that it was only three weeks between this pay-per-view and WrestleMania. And I don't think you've ever had that happen before. Maybe four, but it's usually like six. But that's the thing. I'm watching back all these WrestleManias for plug Mania Madness. That's, you know, every week, every Friday here on the Chairshot.com with Christopher Platt and a rotating, you know, assemble of guests. DP's been on, AJ's been on. We're looking to have Mags on, definitely. The talks have been had. But a lot of these matches, you're looking at like the middle second to last week into March. Now it's it's April. It's like the NFL draft got moved. Everything keeps pushing back so we can fit more stuff in. So I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Let, let's get into the card here. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the tag team titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. How does everybody feel? I want to start with AJ here. How do you feel they've been handling the storyline between Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks? So I feel like they're just trying to throw a little more animosity into them because of the tag team titles like oh hey look now reggie's with the other people but he's somehow gonna have a like a hand in this entire thing with sasha and bianca 
something's gonna happen down the line that way. We all know how this song and dance is gonna go. Sasha and Shayna retain because of shenanigans, and we still have a bunch of. Don't you dare do the freaking don't don't. <laughs> I, I know what you're gonna do. I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy that says the word shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean his shenanigans are <laughs> cruel and tragic, which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> hey, Farva. What's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? Put those away! Oh, but yeah, Sh- uh, Shayna and Naya retain. Oh, I knew I knew Super Troopers was going to come out as soon as I said shenanigans. <laughs> you know better. DP, DP what, do you, what do you got going on here? Yeah, this is... This just seems like a, a way to get Banks and Belair to yeah have some little more animosity, you know, try and team up, be friends. They're that's the way they've been kind of, you know, doing this whole storyline, and now they're gonna be you know trying to one up each other. I'm better than you, and something's gonna happen between the two to at least get them against each other now. So I think that's what we're we're coming forward to and, and getting ready for that match at WrestleMania. That's that seems to be the the textbook way to go. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Jackson Baszler because right now it doesn't seem like they have anything on the cards, really. I would say Lana and Naomi would be next in line for that with the storyline. The backstory they have going between Lana and Nia is, is pretty pretty decent and long long fetid. What do you think, Megs, as far as the, the Sasha and Bianca side and, and where we're leading to with Shayna and Nia? Yeah, I think, I think everybody makes really good points. This... This really annoys me when you're using uh, the tag titles to create fake animosity between two people going for a, a, a singles title. It just it devalues the tag titles. It, it's it's lazy booking. There was plenty that the uh, Sasha and, and Bianca could have done uh, to to create that uh, that heat, uh, but. It's a match that's happening. Um, we're gonna. It's. It should be a decent match as long as they keep uh, the Naya uh, uh, ring work to a minimum, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I see. Um, I see Bianca and uh, and Shane and and Sasha falling out. Naya and and, and Shane are picking up the win. Um, I agree with you. I think Naya and, and Shane move on to to that match with uh, Lana and Naomi. And then we get the three weeks of uh, of uh, Sasha and Bianca bitching at each other before we get uh, to WrestleMania. All right, let's keep with the speculation side because it's a lot more fun than actually talking about some of the storylines that are <laughs> twisting and turning through fast lane here. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, we, we're all you know pretty clear on what Drew McIntyre is headed towards. But what happens with Sheamus here now? Is this just another? I mean, does he get involved? Does this continue on after WrestleMania? I, I don't know. What, what do you think, DP? Um, boy, man, it's, it's, it's gotta, I, I imagine it's gotta happen for the title, you know, and one of the pay-per-views after mania, I, I'm disappointed that Bobby, I, cause I feel like Bobby Lash is going to lose the title at WrestleMania mm-hmm. back to McIntyre so he can get his moment in front of fans. But uh, you know, Bobby, I know we're going, I'm going off a little bit, but Bobby Lash deserves a little bit more better than that, than having the mm-hmm. title for only a month. So Hey, this is this is the time to talk about Bobby Lashley because he's yeah. not involved in this card in any which way. So yeah, bring bring that talk right on through here. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I feel like McIntyre is going to end up winning the title at WrestleMania. We'll get a another match between Sheamus and McIntyre at one of the pay per views after Mania after Lashley gets a rematch and whatnot. Um, Maybe he'll I bring do... back Great Balls of Fire. I love that pay per view. Oh, the poster <sighs> with the with McMahon with the fire grapefruits below is you know they're down there. Right. It's it's one of my favorites. Sorry, DP, go ahead and finish. Standing like yeah, a superhero yeah, with yeah. Them. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I see Bobby Lashley getting involved in this match and probably costing McIntyre the match somehow. Um, so that you know we get a little more heat on Lashley and we get that fire going between McIntyre and Lashley. Um, so in that way, Sheamus can also claim he got the victory over McIntyre. So after Mania, he can have that match. So I see it. Uh, I definitely see the hurt business getting involved. Lashley doing something to McIntyre in this one. 
uh, and Sheamus picking up the victory. Thanks. Yeah, I absolutely, totally, hundred percent agree. I think uh, Sheamus needs this victory. And I think I've got to give props to Sheamus. This has been the best version of Sheamus in a decade. Uh, I've really enjoyed this kind of like uh, frenemy relationship he's had with with Drew. Um, I I love the fact that Bobby is the champion. I really want him to return at WrestleMania. I think he's he's putting the 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 time and the grind to get a decent run. Um, everybody wants a Brock versus a Bobby match as well. We need to see that before uh, both of them hang it up. Um, it'll be a shame for, for Drew McIntyre because he's been uh, a really good champion in this in this horrible era that we've he's had to put up with, uh, not being able to uh, celebrate in front of fans. But he's still got time on his side. He still will have the, those opportunities coming up. Um, I agree. I think Bobby Lashley will uh, be involved in this match. The Hurt Business will be involved. Um, I think Sheamus gets the win. Um then we'll get Drew obviously taking on Bobby at Mania. Whatever happens after that, I think Sheamus then uh, wants to wants to challenge for that title. So that's where I think we we're going with Sheamus after this. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everyone. Where this on paper, this looks like the best match on the card. I know we have Roman and Daniel, but this is one of the better matches that are on the card right now. So we're definitely going to watch this, see if, you know, the Hurt Business has something to do with it, or just MVP walks up and just makes his presence felt and, like, plays up to that. Because remember what he said almost a year ago, I'm going to be the person to make sure that Drew McIntyre loses his WWE championship. So I know for a fact Drew's going to want that retribution back, not the, ta- not the group, not the, God, not the group. T-Bar! <laughs> oh, God. Mace, yeah. Uh, and slap nuts. But he's <laughs> no, We're not talking no. about Kenny Killer right now. We're talking <laughs> about Kenny. Uh, but no, I see Sheamus coming out on top, Drew getting pissed off, taking care of the hurt business, saying Lashley's next. We get a nice TNA rebat. I mean, we get a nice WWE championship <laughs> match between the two. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I hope Bobby retains, but I know they're going to want Drew to have that little pop with the fans, like you said, Mag. So hopefully this all leads to better stuff down the line. Hopefully Bobby Lashley gets a rematch, too, at a pay-per-view. Not great balls of fire. Come on. Get off no. my back, Jack. Hey, listen, you brought up the fact that this could be one of the better matches of the night. I think if given time, Big E and Apollo, let's transition into that, could have one of the better matches of the night. What do you What do you think, AJ? And what are your thoughts on this new, more aggressive Apollo character? I love it. I love it a lot. I'm not even denying that. Like, he, he's showing that he actually has a character other than just he's this smiley athletic guy that can do, like, a spin-out powerbomb. Like, he's actually growing into a character, much like Moose did when he was, like, the smiley guy that just had his little chant. He actually grew into a heel persona, and he went with it. So it, he just made it work. So hopefully Apollo can do the same thing. And no, Biggie and Apollo probably will have a good match. They most likely will. I'm not even denying that, and especially for the Intercontinental Championship. I feel like Biggie's going to retain, though, because I think Apollo still has to show that he can develop this character a little more since he's the, the heel and he's trying to go under and try to show that he can do something so i want to see him actually build himself up rather than just here's the intercontinental title because you changed your uh your dynamic you're now a heel instead of a face mags my question here is why not it seems biggie would likely retain and be moving this into wrestlemania but why not further the feud and have apollo win here and biggie win it back at wrestlemania I mean, that could potentially happen. Uh, you know that WWE love hot-shotting those titles. Um, for me, I, I think it would take away um, the um, the drama of, of, of uh, Apollo uh, winning at WrestleMania. I think that's that's what we're getting uh, going towards. Uh, I've loved his character change. Uh, usually, I'm not a massive fan of uh, of these uh, really stark uh, differences in character. It's usually very played. I mean, who remembers um, Kofi Kingston when he used to pretend he was from Jamaica? Um, hey, what happened to your accent? With, <laughs> yeah, I have an issue. Actually, I have a problem. Are you supposed to be Jamaican? Uh, <laughs> shit. But with this one, 
uh, and we spoke about it on on uh, the midweek mainstay with um, with me and Ray. It works because uh, um, uh, Apollo has that Nigerian background. He he is uh, from a, a first generation Nigerian family, so he'll have all those Nigerian influences around him every single day. So him really kind of. Um, Taking from his his real laugh and, and and turning the dial up to eleven works really well for me. Um, I love the aggression that he's had because he's he seems to have been the 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 typical smiling baby face for the majority of his uh, WWE career, and I love him with a, an edge. But uh, I think the the best way to keep this going is for him to lose to Biggie. Keep getting more and more pissed off, and then we get a rematch at, at Mania where potentially he wins the title. So, we talked about uh, I was lucky enough to join PC and, and the team for WrestleMania Madness 13 through 18. There, one of the things we, we mentioned was how The Rock started off as this baby face and how it didn't work, and how you know, correct booking and doing things properly with certain guys to let their character come out and to, you know, turn them heel, let them do their thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're off and running with actually a good character and some good development going on. You know, rock was one of the big examples of that. I mentioned Kurt angle as well. You know, when he came in, this is, this is another one where they missed the boat early on, right? Apollo Cruz came in and was this smiling, happy guy and it didn't work and it never worked. And now they're finally kind of figuring something out. And they got a good thing going with him, you know, a long time coming, I think, because he's definitely got the athleticism. He's got the build. He's he's a great athlete, great wrestler. Now they got something going with him, and it's really awesome. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for all of this. I'm going to take a uh, I'm going to go on a crazy book here um, since we're all kind of, you know, nothing's really going to happen on this pay-per-view. We don't think so. I, I'm, I'm on board with Apollo Crews winning this title. I'm going to go off the rails and say he joins the hurt business and the hurt business helps him win this title. I don't probably don't think it's going to happen because he's doing this specific kind of Nigerian character and everything. So he's, he's in a sense separated on his own character, but let's go with some, something crazy. And let's say the hurt business comes out, helps him win this title and he joins their joins their team. Yeah. Anybody have any? Yeah, yeah. Anybody have any comments to that? That's just a pretty neat idea. That that would actually shock me for for WWE to like kind of have those callbacks to a, a previous uh, storyline with uh, with the way Apollo and the, the her business are over the US title. So I would I would really love that. I think that's a, a brilliant idea. All right, gentlemen. Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton. Talk about the significance of, I don't know how much intergender wrestling we're going to get here, but the fact that this is an intergender match. I mean, talk about that significance, DP, because I think a lot of people not too long ago would have said they'll never book anything like this, regardless of whether or not you're going to actually get Elixir Bliss and Randy Orton having a lot of chain wrestling in the ring. I think the closest we ever got and the closest we ever were going to get was the Mixed Match Challenge that they did on Facebook. Um, where they had, you know, a, you know, man and a woman on one team and the other, but they never wrestled against each other, right? So it was always, it's still always separate. I think it will still always stay separate. I think it's, it's kind of, it's, it's neat that they're kind of promoting this, but I agree with you, PC. I don't think we're going to see, I honestly don't think we're going to see any wrestling between the two. I think it's just going to be all cinematic. It's going to be, you know, in the Firefly Funhouse, all that goofy shit going on. We'll end up seeing the fiend probably come back, you know, at this point. But it would be interesting if they did. But I just, I don't see them doing that. It would certainly be a quite a. It would make some headlines, I'll tell you that. Um, but I just, I can't see them actually doing any kind of lockup or anything in the ring. The only way I could see that happening, well, I mean, just because WWE, I don't think, I, I mean, I'm not saying that Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss couldn't have an amazing match if someone said, hey, you guys, we want you to go out and have a wrestling match. I bet you anything that Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss could put on one of the greatest wrestling matches ever if they had some time to put it together, considering who Randy Orton is and how Alexa Bliss has turned into a pretty good wrestler inside of the ring. But I just don't see WWE doing it. That, that's just where I'm coming from. Do we get the fiend here? Everybody agree there, Mags. What do you, what do you see here? 
uh, yeah, I think this is building to the fiend uh, returning. And do you know, I'm I'm on the fence. I think we may see a little bit of action between uh, uh, Bliss and Orton. You've got to remember, this is Randy Orton, who who does not matter whether you're a man or a woman. He will RKO you. Royal Rumble season, he loves to RKO a female every now and again. Uh, so I still think we might see some kind of action. I think it'll be very cinematic. We're going to see him uh, spitting out a lot of uh, tar as he as he's been doing for the last few weeks. But yeah, I think this leads to a perhaps a new version of the fiend, uh, a kind of like a, a burnt up, ravaged version. But um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued on how they're going to go with this. Yeah, I, hopefully it's not too cinematic and Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton have some action in the ring. Not like that, you dirty, dirty people. But... <laughs> I wouldn't mind having some action R, in the ring with game. Alexa Bliss. Ooh, the, here we go. This, the, the sex celebration between Lita and Edge? <laughs> well, I mean, if you just take the KO out of Randy, he's rated R. But... <clears throat> I digress. I, I also feel like this is how The Fiend comes back where, you know, Randy, like, RKO's her or something like that. Or something's going to happen between him and Alexa Bliss. The lights are going to start flickering and turn off. And instead of getting play and pain Alexa Bliss, instead, I don't know where we actually see The Fiend. I, I like your entire take on it, Mags, where maybe it's like a more burnt version of The Fiend where he has, like... Like half of the mask is like all tattered and ruined, or he just has like a completely new outfit. I like that idea. Hopefully that happens, but I 100% think that this is going to just be the Fiend's resurrection, like he's Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees, and there's your match at Mania, Randy versus the Fiend. I'd like to see that choking, coughing curse come out and Alexa Bliss like actually wrestle Randy Orton and dominate him. I'd like to see that actually happen and him have that kind of match for you know, five to eight minutes, but that's probably a dream anyway. I know you're listening, Vince, so just just do what I ask, okay? That's enough of this crap. Give us okay, one second, folks. Yeah, yeah, this is such good shit. We'll be right back, folks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Head on over to thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. We got everything for you. One match left, gentlemen. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Is there any chance in hell Daniel Bryan walks out? with the championship belt. AJ, I want to start with you. We'll let Mags clean this one up for us. Well, let's also not forget, since I'm pretty sure everyone in the world that watches this knows that we record on Friday, um, the match that's supposed to be on SmackDown is Edge and Jey Uso having a match to determine who's going to be the special enforcer. So I'm seeing maybe Edge might be the special guest enforcer, making sure things look clean, but... He might have a problem with uh, Daniel Bryan down the line if he, when he says that Roman is the champion and wins this match. It's going to be a great match. We've seen them in Fastlane pay-per-views before have a great match before Roman became the Tribal Chief. So hopefully we see another great match and hopefully this causes tension when, well, we're probably going to see Edge win the title at Mania, but hey. Who knows? 
I just think this is going to be Daniel Bryan getting a little bit angry at Edge, and we're going to see something down the line with those two. Well, I'll start with... Because there's no chance in hell that Daniel Bryan wins this match and wins the title. Um, We all know it's going Roman Reigns and Edge at WrestleMania, and that's the way it's going to stay. I see... I actually see Jey Uso... Uh, winning that match against Edge and being the special guest enforcer for this match because, again, that puts, you know, more heat on Reigns, you know, dominating Daniel Bryan and having Uso out there helping him uh, beat up Daniel Bryan. But I do see Edge getting involved with this match as well. He'll probably come out to try and even the odds and, you know, try and take out Jey Uso. I think he's going to probably get in a ring, attempt to spear Roman Reigns, but accidentally spear Daniel Bryan. And that causes the match, you know, causes Roman Reigns to win it, um, which will then, I think, put some tension on the Daniel Bryan Edge storyline even more. So we can eventually get that either triple threat after WrestleMania, singles matches. You kind of have, you can have the rematch with Reigns and Edge. You got a couple options, I think, there uh, moving forward. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on how this one's going to close out with obviously Roman Reigns holding on to the title and we're off to Reigns and Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, I have to agree with that. I think that's that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. I think we see uh, Jey Uso as the the special guest enforcer. Uh, I, I'm not going to say the S word because I don't want that that audio to play again. But we're going to get the typical uh, Jey Uso interference. Um, I think the Edge may come out to to help uh, Daniel, but he also had that kind of issue that. Uh, Daniel got a title shot before him, even though he won the Rumble. Uh, so that might play on his mind. Uh, but I think this leads to um, uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Jey Uso at WrestleMania. And we go off with uh, Edge and, and Roman, obviously, for, for that title. But absolutely no way Daniel Bryan wins the title. Yeah. I actually want to see Roman go on a, a year-long run with this, this championship because I think this is the best Roman that we've ever, ever seen. And... It, I mean, the, the feel-good moment of Edge winning the, the, the title, that would be really cool. I, I understand that. But I wouldn't want to stunt this Roman right now because he's the best thing on WWE for me. WrestleMania 39 will be Roman Reigns versus The Rock, and Roman Reigns will still be taking that championship into WrestleMania on the same run he's on now. Just wow. extend. I mean, think about that. A Carter levels of run. Think of that. That's, that's, Think about that's, that. that's a hot take. I mean, come on. You can have you can have you can do whatever you want with Roman next year at WrestleMania. You can book to Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in Dallas next year if you want to. And for this immediate time frame, I agree with DP. Some form or fashion, I, I like Edge being the enforcer here and not be, be being kind of sketchy as how he makes the counts and DB turns heel, right? Total heel, and he costs edge championship at wrestlemania and you get that whole edge daniel bryan booking up to SummerSlam or whatever money in the bank you got going on this summer so that that's where i'm going with it i think everybody's got a real cool opinion on this pay-per-view here uh maybe it's a little more interesting than we thought people if you think about it because you could have some changes in storylines dp i know i'm just trying to play it up listening vince it's great Great balls of fire, if you would, please. It's, this is a typical New Japan road to Wrestle Kingdom show. It's just that it's on, <laughs> yeah. it's on the network for, for nine, nine and a month. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll cost you 40 bucks less than Sparkler Fest, folks. Let's do some trivia. <laughs> See, and this is why trivia is always fun because whenever he, whenever Tony hits the one, two, three kids theme, he always has to open another beer. So it must be time for trivia. Phenomenal funky facts. We got the three questions. Actual three questions. No cutesy little points or anything. If there's a tiebreaker, fight amongst yourselves. I'm not the moderator here. Wait, what? I'm not your mom. <laughs> yeah, basically. If I don't see it and I don't hear anyone crying, I don't care what happened. So, anyway, 
as always, we have the three questions. I ask door number one, door number two, or door number three. I give the question. You give the answer. If you get it right, you get the point. Pretty pretty self-explanatory. So, Mag, since you are the guest here, I'll let you pick door number one, door number two, or door number three. Um, I will take the forbidden door number three. Ooh, Ooh, here we go. And what an explosive question that is. Unlike that ending to the main event. (laughs) I kid. It was so, so bad. (laughs) Kenny Omega's entrance got more pyro than the actual end of the match. (laughs) Ring the bell! Ring the bell! (laughs) Alright, so door number three. The question is, who was the last NWA champion before the partnership with TNA in 2002? So we know that Ken Shamrock was the first TNA NWA champion, but who was it before it was Shamrock? The NWA champion? NWA. Stop dragging it out. Play the music. You only get so much time. (laughs) Dan just starts scrolling through his phone. List list of NWA champions. Uh... Fuck if I know. I am. This is a off the top of the dome guess. You probably got it. I have no idea. Hey, hey you might have. Like oh, I said, I, I gave the year to help out. 2002. Oh. Was... oh. Okay, my, well, my guess is well wrong. Here we go. Alright, well, let's see. Let's see those answers then. Tony says Adam uh, Pierce. Yeah, you got it. Mag says Shane Douglas. Shane Lethal. <laughs> It's it's actually ironic, since Ken Shamrock was the first TNA NWA World Champion, the person that they vacated it off of Dan Seven was Dan Seven. Oh, you oh. gave you one up your alley, bro. <laughs> I am disappointed. Uh, come on! I listened to the podcast. I listened to five rounds. Come on. That was a great question. That was a great it question. Was a really good question. All right, Dan, since you looked very discouraged and you scrambled and fumbled for a question, I'll let you have door number one or two. Uh, that's total BS. I won last week. That That's why you Too don't bad. get the door. I'm, Bullshit. I'm taking the deuce. <laughs> drop a deuce on everybody. Taking the deuce, and this might be an easy question that everyone gets. Who knows? Yeah. So we all know that Hogan was the third man at Bash of the Beach 96. If Hogan actually flaked out, does anyone know who the third man was supposed to be? I, I like how Mags and Tony both nodded their head like, yeah, we know who it is, and Dan's just like, uh... I don't know where to go with this, the, the answer that everyone denies or the, the rumored one. I'm going to go with the, the, the everyone denies. Obviously, it was supposed to be the Yeti. Uh, well, oh, shit. All right. DP says Sting. Mag yeah, says maybe. I said. I said Sting. Mag, are you going to oh, say Sting? Oh, oh, I, I heard. Gonna, I was going to put Sting. Yeah. Oh. Well, Sting is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, what? No. Um, what? 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 What was the date on that again? July seventh, nineteen ninety-six. So Mabel, I think See, just I heard. I also heard stuff too to the fact that um, Bret Hart was thinking about jumping earlier than he than he did let his contract run out, and someone had asked him if he would want to be involved in that, and he would was possibly going to be the third person too, but he ended up staying with WWE or something like that. For he, year, he, yeah, yeah. Bret Hart potentially was going to jump in '92. That's why he dropped the title to the Mountain. Um, he believed that his contract had run out when he actually had, had automatically rolled over for another year. So as punishment uh, and to let him kind of have like, time to cool off, they took the title off him in a house show and then he obviously went to Roddy Piper and then he won it back at WrestleMania. 
Nice. Yeah. Dynamite drop in money. That's awesome. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. Look at that. Throwing some phenomenal facts during phenomenal funky right. facts. I'll take door, whatever fucking door is left, asshole. <laughs> All right, Tony. Door number one, door number one, or door number one. <laughs> Nick McFartendale, I'll take door number uno. And since we didn't really talk about it, uh, this question is actually going to be for the newest in, well, not inductee, but dropped name, revealed name for the WWE Hall of Fame, Eric Bischoff. He's now officially going to be in for this year. So speaking of that son of a Bischoff smiling, I love you. Who actually revealed that Bischoff was the president of the NWO? What wrestler in 96-97 revealed that that son of a Bischoff was in the NWO? Was it a wrestler? It was a wrestler. <laughs> I will give that away. It was a wrestler because we all know the rotating cast of everything that WCW had. It's actually funny because Mags actually said his name before. It wasn't the Giant. Ah, damn it. Well, I got it wrong now. Wasn't Hogan. And it wasn't X-Pac. Well, six, it was I someone guess. not in the NWO, actually. It was good old Hot Rod, Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh. Hot Rod came out to the ring, said, Bischoff, I know for a fact you're in cahoots with them because they never attack you on commentary, ever. And, it's, and it was like, what? No, what are you talking about? And then the NWO all came out, beat him up, and Bischoff opened his jacket and showed the black and white letters. So Dan and I tied? We got tiesies. And I go, I went 0-3, which is typical. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make him suffer anymore. This trivia is over. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? What do I mean? It's time for a little Omaha. We're going dice rights, ice cream, alert, 654 Jose. Okay, on nothing. Brown Richmond, 96 double, 96 double. Check, oh, what a flare, what a flare. Uh, Japan, Japan, Japan. Check, check, flood laugh. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your chance to be your own King Booker as we play Omaha, where we grab one wrestling happening storyline event from the past week, and we call our own Audible. So I'm liking this segment. We had a good time last week. We have a guest here this week to play our brand new game. And Megs, why don't you lead us off with your Audible from the last week in professional wrestling? Okay, so... Um, I'm going to go back to this week's Dynamite. Um, one of my um, issues with, with Dynamite is um, that it, a lot of the storylines seem to revolve around one particular wrestler. He's, he's usually got his many fingers in many pies, and that's uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And he's currently in a, in a storyline now with uh, Penta uh, from Death Triangle. Um, and uh, my Omaha would be the booking of uh, his match uh, with Penta on, on uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Firstly, we were playing off the, the storyline that, that uh, Cody has got an injured shoulder. Uh, obviously, they played into that revolution with the shots with the chair, him go, having to leave the match for a while, then coming back, all that palaver. Uh, but what annoyed me about this match was he forgot the shoulder injury when it suited the the match uh, and then remembered it as and when. Um, there was a point where he uh, 
he did a Canadian Destroyer, which is the most overplayed move uh, in in wrestling nowadays. He did the the cutter off the off the uh, the middle rope, uh, the crossroads. Uh, I, I think that the storyline could have called with, for uh, a Penta win to, to add to this feud. He's, he's really kind of getting personal, uh, telling Cody he's going to make him take his paternity leave early. Uh, he's going to have to be spending more time with his with his uh, wife and his, his potential kid. Um, but what annoyed me the most was the fact that Cody won with a sunset flip. Now, if you had an injured shoulder, how are you holding down your opponent with a sunset flip? It makes absolutely no sense in the world. And it's 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 really annoying that we always have to have lol Cody wins all the time. Um, so, yeah, I would change that book in. I would have had a, a Penta give Cody an absolute ass whooping uh, and, and, and basically take him off TV for a couple of weeks. DP? Give us your Omaha. Uh, mine involves our favorite championship of all time, the 24-7 title. Uh, I know it's, it's goofy and it's stupid for the most part, but I think they missed an opportunity here where they could have, uh, yeah, you need to drink out of a 24-7 title, don't you, AJ? <laughs> uh, but... WWE likes to have some mainstream attention and things like that. They, you know, they've had, you know, this title go out. I think did Doug Flutie win it at a flag football thing that they were doing, and uh, they had, you know, Kane win it. You know, and they were doing some promotion out there, and you know, so they like to do some of these things. And Bad Bunny had the title obviously here um, this last couple weeks, and he won himself a Grammy just the other day and came out. What a great opportunity that would have been to be at the Grammys and have our truth come out and pin him on the on television there or whatever. That would have been pretty awesome rather than having Bad Bunny just hand it back over to him on Raw. It would have been pretty cool. Would have gotten some mainstream attention for him, you know, since they've had Bad Bunny on television here on WWE. Why not get the opportunity to be on the Grammys and have our truth pin him for the title? Um, so that would have been my change, my Omaha for for that this week we usually don't comment on these we just go around the horn and this is kind of like our like parting shot but he starts off telling us it's about the 24 7 title and we're like oh my god and by the end of it we're like that's maybe wait that's actually good that's awesome oh no 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 yes 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 (laughs) that was a it was a quality idea i would have loved to have seen that aj go ahead uh well my omaha is well and I'm a Belaz, a Belaz, so I got to talk about Japan a little bit. Recently had the show where they had Osprey and Sonata. Osprey won, but we also had another match where it was Jay White and David Finley. And all I'm going to say is they did play that perfect. They did everything phenomenally. Jay's post-interview, Osprey's post-interview, David Finley won. He he actually got the win over Jay White to where Jay White's even like, no, this is a nightmare. That didn't actually happen. No, wait, no. Did that happen? Oh, God. I would have personally loved to see Osprey versus Jay White see who can be more of a douchier heel in all honesty. Where, like I said before on Pod is War, Osprey has the broken nose. So, you know, one slap and that's gone. So he, he's like trying to protect his face as much as possible. I, I would have loved to see Jay play with that a little more. But David Finley's not that bad. I mean, after all, he is now one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions. But Jay would have played with that broken nose angle that Osprey has a lot more than David Finley because Finley would just be like, oh, I don't care, I'm going to fight you. Where we would have had a little more entertaining wrestling where it's like, Jay's just like, I- I'm going to do the Blade Runner. It's like, no, 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 not the nose. No, 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 no. So I can just, I, I'm personally upset because it would have been a lot more entertaining if Jay wanted to mess with Osprey more. All right, I'm going to have to start recording these these Omahas at the end of this podcast uh, video-wise and putting them out as previews for the DWI podcast. So look for that in the coming days. 
my last uh, my last call slash Omaha here is is I'm bending the rules a little bit, but I made up the game, so you can fuck off. Um, it's a preemptive. It's a preemptive audible. And since since you know we all know Vince listens to this show, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns needs to kick off Fastlane. Because the close to Fastlane needs to be Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss, and it needs to end with The Fiend. That's how that needs to go. That's my audible. That would make Fastlane worth it. That would make me more interested than putting that in the middle of the show, right? I mean, you close the show like that, I, I think it pays dividends in the end. You're, you're, not, you're, you're not gaining much by putting Roman last here. So, I, I, you know what? Let... Let Daniel Bryan and, and Edge, because he's probably going to be involved in some way, and Roman and the established guys and the older guys, let them go first. And they can take the rest of the night off. They don't have to sit around and wait for two and a half, three hours. Here's a little bonus before Mania, because Lord knows, they're going to be waiting a long time to wrestle at Mania. So that's my preemptive audible. Uh, gentlemen, I, I had a great time today. Uh, let's start it off with, with AJ. Let us know what's going on. Back for the attack, bro. You're busy. You are busy tomorrow. Kayfabe tomorrow. Because K-Fabe K-Fabe tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. Today it's Friday, though. But, yeah, let us know what's going on. Yeah, Sunday you're going to get a, a good old double header of me on thechairshot.com doing NWA back for the attack, along with doing WWE Fastlane on thechairshot.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at PhenomenalAJB, AJB in all caps. And like I said, on the chair shot, you, I said it before. I substituted for my brother. At the IWC War Chief, because he didn't get to say it this week. I'll I'll plug him. I'm a good brother like that. No too sweet needed. So, go check out Potter's War. I was also part of it. I mean, Tony is always on there. And good old uh, Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt as well. So, Dan, I know you got a podcast as well. All about video games. I know I help out a little bit there too, but you're the main guy for it, so... You kickstarted a few uh, our top last top five that we did, so thank you very much. And you can check all that stuff out at thechairshot.com in the entertainment section. You can find your video game reviews and news. Um, you can follow us, which is the A Winner Is You podcast, all over Twitter and Facebook at A Winner Is You, the letter U. And you can follow this one, the DWI podcast, as well on Facebook facebook.com slash dwi podcast and if for some reason you just want to follow me i am all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me dpp yep at it's me dpp like i always say send your hate letters and things to edits me dpp i literally do say that a lot on pot is war so you can find me at pc tunny i want to thank everybody for listening to chair shot radio network and chair shot radio um whatever you listened to this morning i hope you enjoyed it kayfabe wise because i haven't done it yet but it'll be up tomorrow morning um <laughs> uh, tons of great stuff on there literally we talked about video games we got bandwagon nerds comic books and movies and everything else speaking of that Zack snyder's cut of justice league is excellent it's the movie we should have gotten it's everything that should have been there i know it's four hours but they literally break it up for you into chapters so you can watch it however you want, and they all make sense. For me personally, I haven't said this out loud to anybody yet, except for Ray Cash. We both agree. I think it's vindication for Zack Snyder, whether you like him or not. So go check that out. And thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Mags, thank you very much for coming on this show. I think everybody enjoyed your takes and your point of view, and and that's why we all appreciate you. And um, best of luck to your kid, man. I, I hope all that goes well. Let everybody know once again where they can find you and what you got going on. Yeah, it's it's been the pleasure has been absolutely all mine, and I've loved every second of being on on this, and I would love to do it again in the in the near future. Um, I also want to give props to the the rest of the Chairshot family uh, after the way I came into Chairshot after leaving uh, um, a, a network that imploded on itself. I've been nothing but welcomed, and yeah, I've I really have felt the love here. Um, in terms of the content that I produce for, for Chairshot, I'm involved with uh, Ray Cash uh, for Chairshot Radio. We do the Thursday show, the midweek mainstay, uh, where we just uh, we just ramble about wrestling, UFC, laugh, and everything in between. Um, I also have Badlands, which, uh, which I mentioned earlier. We discussed the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. And then Five Rounds, where we, uh, me and Carlos, we talk about uh, UFC and uh, the fallout from the, the weekend's events. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow those at uh, Badlands Pod, at Five Rounds Pod, and you can follow me 
at DJ Kirby. Once again, thank you, Megs, DP, AJ, I'm PC Tunney, and you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as DWW. I thought it went very well, Megs. Next time, forget the coffee. We'll plan it ahead of time. You drink it. <laughs> what you drink? You drink it. We'll see you next week. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.